Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. This week, we have Chet Mason on. He is the head basketball coach at Brush High School, but he has more of an international pattern to his basketball life. He has been a coach with USA Basketball since 2019. He played basketball overseas for many years after a sterling high school career at South High here in Cleveland and Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, where he is one of only two individuals to rack up these impressive numbers, 1,200 or more points, 800 rebounds, 300 assists, and 150 steals. Only two people in Miami history have accumulated those amazing stats. The other one, Ron Harper, the outstanding Cleveland Cavalier and longtime professional basketball association player. Chet has an impressive basketball resume and recently was able to add to that the accolades of being one of three coaches on Team USA's under 16 basketball team that played in the America's Championships, as it were, down in Mexico. And that team was absolutely brilliant. They allowed only 51.7 points per game. It was a great job of coaching by Chet and two other individuals. And there were two kids with Northeast Ohio ties on that team, Darren Peterson and Jaden Quaintance. So Chet Mason building his coaching resume and this is the second time I have had him on the pod. I had him on episode 40. That was back in October of 2019. So if you kindly want to check back there, you can uh, hear our conversation then, mostly about what it was like to play overseas. He had so many years of overseas basketball experience. He knows how FIBA basketball is played, and that certainly is very, very helpful when being a coach on the international level. Chet Mason, one of my favorite guys here in Northeast Ohio. I hope you enjoy our conversation here on Tellage Talks. Welcoming back to the pod, world traveling, Chet Mason, coach with many other qualified individuals of the champion under 16 world team what was that experience like for you chet um it was an unbelievable experience being able to um first of all get with a group of guys coaches and players that everybody was on the same page to go out and represent our country and you know to bring home the gold medal it was exciting time for you because this is another one of the ongoing uh, atmospheres that you've been able to sample as a coach let's talk a little bit about how you got into the international coaching realm um, well, actually playing, um, what, 11 years over in Europe, you know, I, I learned the fever game. I love the fever game. It's a beautiful game, uh, for, to me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, and it's a lot of, it's different than, a, than the American game, um, more physical, more, uh, how can I say it? Uh, technique, um, okay. more, you know, strategize and all that. But, um, just I wanted to, after I retired, I'm like, okay, I went into coaching. I was coaching high school, 
but I still had that love for the FIBA game. And so, you know, when this opportunity arises, I, I just, you know, took full advantage of it, being able to coach, especially to represent our country. So you got into it, uh, you were you were not just necessarily coaching under 16, you were right. coaching, you know, just some of the youth teams or, or yep. even 18 and under, so, older yep. talents. Uh, I know Coach Flan over at St. Yes. Ed's yep. uh, was a big part in that. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like, just getting dipping your feet into the, the, the rarefied era of working with these known coaching legends that right. are on the national level? Um, oh, it was amazing. So I get to basically steal a lot of information, you know, from these <laughs> greats, um, Coach Flam and himself, and, and then a lot of the other coaches that's a part, that's all over the um, United States of America. Just take things, and I bring that stuff back here, you know what I'm saying, try to in- incorporate with my guys. But it's just, I mean, it's, again, I'm lost for words with just being able to represent the United States of America basketball, USA basketball, like, and that's represented as a coach, as a person, and well, not as a player no more, but you know, just in that area. Well, when you were playing overseas, um, mm-hmm. you know, how how did you take to that realm of basketball, and uh, how difficult was the transition for you mm-hmm. as a, a guy that made his bones in high school basketball here, and then mm-hmm. of course down uh, at the University of Miami. Um, oh, it was a big difference. Like I said, the game, the games are totally different. European FIBA basketball is different from American basketball. So, uh, again, it's more physical. Like over here, you know, you get a lot of foul calls. Over there, you you ain't getting that. <laughs> and then, the the game is more. And again, our game to me, American game is the best game. I'm not saying that. Like it's the best. It's the best brand of basketball. But over there is more. Over here, I believe is more entertainment. And to a certain extent, and over there is more, you know, you got to win, 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 win. That's it. So the mentality is different. Um, and what I mean by that, like over here, you you will get a 18 year old, 19 year old, because he can fly and dunk, and you know he can excite the crowd. Over there, they want they want the 20, 30 year old that, you know, that's been a pro for a long time that, you know, what I'm saying know how to know how to win. And so that is more of a, a an easier mesh for them over there to have yes. that type of a of yes. an individual as far as that's that's concerned. Right. Well, let's go back to the the recent championship, 16 and under. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? And let's detail three or four of some of these kids that I'm sure right. we're going to know as household NBA names in just three or four years from now. Right. <clears throat> um, it was amazing. Like I said, we we were able to get a group, the best group, 12 five stars um, together. <laughs> And to get them to come together and like each other and be receptive with coaching and all that in a short spirit, in a short uh, time span, and to go out there and compete and to really more than compete to me, we dominated. Like we dominated some of these countries to win a gold medal, you know. And and that's what it's about. That's what um, wearing that USA across your chest is about, especially when you get on the not just national, the world level, you know, yeah. where, where everybody's paying attention all across the world. And so we just wanted to let them know, like, American basketball is still strong. Like, And we respect our opponent, but we're still going to let you know that we are we are still the standard. How was the first two or three, four days of practice when you're trying to get this team together? Because I could imagine right. with 12 five stars, all 12 of those thought, right. I'm the big dog. Right. It's and, me. And, and, and it's crazy you say that because when we first started, it was 39 kids. And it was more than just 12 five-stars. You had <laughs> all of the five-stars plus some four-stars that was really good. And so we had to cut it down. And 
the crazy thing about it with USA Basketball, us being a standard, because again, with USA Basketball, we're able to touch you from high school, college, and the pros. That's we're the only organization that can do that can do that. Yeah. Right. Because you got the 16U, 17U, 19U, um, the the uh, World Cup team, then the Olympic team. So we're touching you like a Jason Tatum, for instance. Okay. He played U16. Yeah. Then he played U17. Then he played U19. Then he played in the Cup. And then I think he's the Olympic guy. The Olympic so guy. So he's, he's been he's, right through the ringer, it's, if it's you will. USA Basketball has got the path. It's the pathway, they call it. And um, so we're able to touch those guys all the way through. But going back to say um, 39 guys, and yep. you, 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 you got to get it down to 18 by a certain date, then you got to get it down. We went down to 14, and then we got to 12. So you're essentially cutting cutting guys that's going to be NBA players. Absolutely. Like it's it's amazing. I mean, and it's tough. Like for me, coaching and coaching t- cutting a person, cutting a player, is like one of the toughest things that I have to do because I, you got to look that kid in the eye and be honest with him and let him know like you didn't make this. And then you know you tell him why and all that, but it's just hard because you see sure. the pain in some of these kids' eyes. But so we cut it down to. Uh, 12 the 12 best that that fits the team and fit what we're trying to do and then we then we get to work then we start you know then you start prepping for um going into the tournament time and so it was it's kind of cool to ask you these questions about you coming into a gym with all these 12 all these five stars and four Mm -hmm. stars and kids that were big names in their counties or big names in their their big cities that played you know they went through the aau you know i can envision like you know lebron and his buddies playing Mm -hmm. when they're in sixth grade together seventh grade eighth grade ninth grade now all of a sudden you're up this of the caliber of being united states 16u candidate um that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be 16u participants right. so that's a big leap for some of these kids and yes. probably um it was the first dose of a kind of tough reality for them in and, some ways and we talked about this as coaches those 39 guys this was the first time those guys probably ever been cut yeah right like, sure. and that's different yeah you know what i mean like because they always had they was always the best on the team that they played for or the best in the gym and all that it, it, it was probably it was a difficult time for some of them because they never got told like no you're not gonna be on this team and so and and you need that like when i as a player i've been cut before and i needed yep. that because it gave me the motivation to try to get better you know and so hopefully that's what it done with some of them so when they come back to try out for the u17 because by us winning a u16 gold medal we qualify for the world game for the u17 gotcha. and what we do is the same process we had three camps and we pick a team and so each and every time a kid gets success and wins a medal as a 16U or or is lucky enough to make it to the next level, mm-hmm. they're being run right through the ringer once again. Yes. And right. guess what, folks? That's the world That's the that world. we live in. Right. You're not handed right. anything. You're not handed anything. And again, USA Basketball is the standard. No matter, I mean, it's the, it's the standard. And I, th- I, I do believe that the way that um, USA Basketball handles their handles these camps and all that. I think it, it helps the kids more than it hurt them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's had to be really cool as the week or the competition wore on. Well, right. You guys were dominant in some games. Right. Uh, take me through just the whole process of seeing the team blossom and realize its strength and then playing to those strengths. Right. It started um, when we got down to 12. And so those guys became tight. I'm talking about when I mean tight, like they was all, they got close. And then as, as coaches, when you see that happen that early with 
them type of players at that at that higher the bonding away from the court stuff unbelievable and you know you usually get not usually but sometimes you get when you got players of that caliber some might have eagles like you said some might have you know but this group didn't and 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 it showed why do you suppose that was I don't. I mean, I think it was magical. I think. Wow. I don't, I don't know because I was. I definitely was a coach that was expecting to have at least one or two. Have, some kind of fireworks. Yeah, yeah, something like some dissension or something. But no, they kind of bonded and it carried all the way over. I mean, we was together for almost twenty days, you know, and so it carried over and it carried over to Mexico. And then you seen it when they played, how they was cheering for each other, they was pulling for each other, they was encouraging each other, they patting each other on the back, like. And so, it, to me, I mean, I call it special. It was just special really? to me. And people saying, like, and it's not me, but people are saying this is probably the best U16 group ever. Wow. Now, mind you, we had a U16 group that had Evan Mobley, Jalen <laughs> Green, Kay Cunningham, Jaden Springer, Scotty Barnes. They all was on that one team. And they were supposed to be the best group ever before. So... I don't know. I'm not <laughs> judging it. As a coach, you know, as a USA basketball yeah. coach, no, I, 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 I want all every team to be great. But this are this is just being said. I would meet some media outlets. So, and then the numbers is proving it too. Like when they're breaking down numbers, so it's it's kind of, it's, it was pretty amazing. Again, I'm still at a whirlwind with it. Like I can't believe that me, Ted Mason, an inner city kid <laughs> that went on K-12, Cleveland Public School, go yep. on and play pro, Hall of Fame in Miami, this and that, end up with a gold medal. Yeah, for coaching. For coaching. Like, I never thought I was going to be a coach. Like, I never, that was never a dream of mine. Once I retired 2014 um, in Russia, I I thought I was just going to go do some NBA stuff. I was talking to a whole bunch of NBA teams. I, I, did, I know I didn't want to do college. I wanted to stay away from college. You wanted the dream. You still had that dream. I still had that dream. So I'm like, I'm going to go work in the NBA. Never in my slightest mind did I think I would become a head coach right after retiring without no coaching experience you know what i mean so yeah i became a head coach at brush and now it's just wow i'm here now saying i got a gold medal how like this is unbelievable yeah you know? so, it's 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 outstanding that you did and yes. and many many kudos to you for that Thank you. Thank and, and chet you know I, i'm so fascinated by the fact that you you had all these blue chippers all these tremendous mm-hmm. players and you y'all got them to play in that and I'm I'm wondering like some hypotheses here that makes this very much attainable because Mm -hmm. you had all these so-called you know all about me kids and and again I'm generalizing that's maybe not fair it turns out they really weren't I mean maybe they've been told to be or conditioned to be get what's yours because you know the offers are going to come and you know all the the NBAs but then you still have an instance where they were set, thrown into an environment with all these other equally talented people, and mm-hmm. they found the we solution versus the, the me, me solution. Yep. And that was the that was definitely the uh, the amazing thing to see that grow and flourish and, and grow within the team. So, I mean, it's still to this day. I'm in a chat with them, and these guys still talking every day. Like guys getting big offers, like because today was the day that the college coaches can actually reach out to the 2025s. Like call physically, like calling them on. Mm-hmm. And so all our guys getting these big offers and posting and everybody in the chat like, man, I'm happy for you. Congrats and congrats. Like it's just it's just amazing to see. How's it how's it been for you helping these guys navigate the whole NIL thing? The whole yeah. 
uh, and not just those guys, but kids that perhaps you've you know coached here. Yeah, I mean, at Brush I as just, well. All I, that I, stuff. I just had to do a, a nil deal with one of my kids here in Brush, a big one. And so, I mean, it's just it's the way of the game now. Like, you know, as a player, a former college player, I, hey, I wish it was around when I played. Yeah, you know, sure. so I, and of I course. get it. You know, yeah. But um, for the players, I'm definitely happy. Now, I think it, it is some things that have to be police better with with it because mm-hmm. it it get kind of um it get kind of it get kind of messed up okay now you're talking about different just different people that don't that's uh got different agendas getting involved in it yeah we're kind of early in the process still when you when you look at yes, when nil you know so yep. i guess there's going to be some shaking out of yes. this whole process yes and, and, and I, I i just think that some of that stuff needs to be figured out mm-hmm. just just my opinion but I don't want them to stop. I want the kids to be compensated for, you know, for their, for, I mean, the Lord bless them with the talent. Yeah. And he bless them with the talent for a reason, you know. So, yeah, if you can make, if you can get this this type of uh, NIL, you can get this type of deal. Yeah, you get it. But you just, I just want the other stuff because it, it get real messy in some of the areas with this stuff to um, kind of be figured out. Because sure. it, it only can affect the kid negatively, you know. Chet, you could also say, you know, the, all these kids are blessed and that's yep. very true in some ways, but it goes beyond that. You yes. know, it just goes yes. who who can handle it the best, yes. who wants it the most, yes. who's going to be Kobe Bryant shooting right. baskets at 1 a.m. for right. another hour right. after a game yep. or that type of thing. And that and that and that all factors into it. You are absolutely right. Um, some of the players you told me to talk about, um, Peterson from from Ohio. Okay. Like, to me, he's. He's the kid down at CBCA. CBCA, yes. and he's amazing. He's an amazing player. I I told uh, media outlet this, and I still stand. I stand on it. I think at the age of 16, other than LeBron, he's the best player that I've seen at the age of 16. So he's the closest Ohio. thing you you've seen from Ohio. From Ohio, yeah. That could yeah. approximate what LeBron just at brought. that age. At that age, at, at that 16, age, 16 yes. years of age. He's he's very good. He got it all. He got the skill. He got the work ever you got the pro mentality on and off the court um you got the athleticism i mean six four six five he can play the point guard two guard shooting guard he's a a very very gifted scorer like he have his all i just and that's just my opinion again like I me mean, you know it's gonna be some people i know some people i've read something say man oj Mayo, oj was great i seen oj at yeah, that age like, you he did. was a really good player peterson have a little bit more than what oj had to wow. me wow Overall, that says a lot. Yep. It really does because you you played it. You yep. played at the highest level uh, here in the state of Ohio, and you so, you've seen that type of stuff as yep. as a coach, and that's yep. that's in, interesting. Well, I'm really also curious about how you feel uh, the USA the the 16 obviously the best in the world. You mm-hmm. you, you won the the gold medal. Right. Um, what other countries you know should you be peeking? Are they the the usual ones? Some of the Eastern European ones? Yeah. So. Other, so now when we qual- we qualify for the World Game, the World Cup, and so next year around the time we'll be in Istanbul, Turkey, and now you get the France, you get Serbia, Slovenia, um, Greece, uh, all these guys. You get China and all that. You get to play against those. So I think we're gonna get a way better gauge on what the real like what the world world is out there doing with mm-hmm. their young players and what they have coming up the pipeline, you know. But again, with, we have a special group. And I don't know, you know, I mean, it's going to take a lot for somebody to knock us off the throne because this group is very, like, they're very talented, ain't the word. But then 
it's all the other stuff that comes along with it. The, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the togetherness and all that. So. Well, I think the you know the way the world is now, these kids are so close to each other, they're so aware. Yes. Uh, the world has really shrunken uh, quite a bit because right. uh, a kid in California knows very well what the top player in Florida is up to, yes. yeah. and they've Social seen media. his or his yeah. videos. Same on the girls' side, they've seen the videos. Yeah. They've seen all that social media stuff. Yeah. And probably when they get in person, maybe they've met before in some AAU tournaments right. and stuff like that. But when right. they get together on the same court with in the same five right uh they can really appreciate the other person's talents and try to make them a better player true yeah and that's and that's what you got to be watching for like just i mean the social media is definitely like when i played we didn't know it yeah i didn't know what nobody in, in cincinnati was doing or in california you know i was yeah. just like whenever i see them we play now like you said they know exactly what these guys are doing they know they they more comfortable when you get on the court with them and it's it's easier to make friends with them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you if you happen to join them as a teammate because you know a little bit about them. You know. What do you uh, get the most enjoyment out of uh, coaching, whether it's on the high school level or this oh. more national international level? Just seeing just seeing young people thrive, like being able to. My thing is to be able to help alter or change a young people person's life, cool. and that can just be a couple words that I gave them that probably stuck with them, you know what I'm saying, until they got to the point to where they was trying to get. And and that's why that's why I really do it. I mean, you know, I don't I played I was blessed to play the game at the highest level and, and blessed to be successful at it. So I'm not looking for nothing back. I just wanna see like there's no better day than me. Like a state championship, I never had that and you know what I'm saying, hopefully we the kids can get that. But when my kids sit down and sign a, ne- a letter of intent to a, a university that I know that John Hughley can't pay two, three hundred thousand dollars to go to Oklahoma, or Antoine Woolfolk can't, parents can't pay two hundred thousand to go to Rutgers, or Marlon Barnes parents can't pay two hundred fifty thousand to be at Pittsburgh, like when I see that, and and, and not just them, but Trace Bisco yeah. parents can't pay the full price to go to Lake Erie because he's on the full scholarship night. Like when I see that. That's what makes me keep going. That's what makes me like. That's my. That's the championship for me. Yeah. Like you know, and that's what keep me going. Like. Yeah, maybe our podcast should focus on why these colleges cost so much. It's absolutely it's, yeah, insane. Man. Like it's, I get them letter of intents for our kids to sign them, and then depending on their major and all, I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of money. Yeah. But I mean, it's books, room, room, board, books, food, all that stuff is included. So it, it all adds up. Yeah, it, it does. And you have to look at it that way. And and you know, you've turned a lot of young guys off to the next level. And it's yeah. kind of cool to watch them yeah. from afar as you yeah. as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, what we just saw? I know you were busy. You were kind of immersed in the 16U, uh, right. you know, that competition itself. Mm-hmm. But just uh for Denver uh, to do what they did, oh, wow. they just they 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 were the dominant team. Right. They earned it in in the five games. Right. No questions, no controversies. Right. They were the better team. So first, of all, I want to shout out to a guy that I I talked to as um, that's a great person, Calvin Booth, who's the Denver okay. Nuggets um, GM. He's a great. I'm talking about great great guy. He great human being. Like he he was sitting and talk. He don't care his position. He was sitting and talk to anybody. You sure. Know? If you got something positive to say, listen, he'll talk back to you. You're a good dude. Um, so I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Coach Mo. When I was with the Cavs, Coach Mo was the assistant with Coach Brown. So I know what type of guy he is. Good dude. Like, he fiery and he very competitive, but he a great dude. He had, he'll give you the shirt off his back. So I'm, I'm happy for them. But as you see, their best player 
comes from where? He's a, yeah. He's And so the, now you're seeing how the game evolves. And again, America, we have the best basketball. I'm not saying that. Like I, I play in, in America and I play in Europe. Overseas. You know what I'm saying? It's just European basketball, the FIBA basketball is different. It's just different. It's a different style, different physicality and all that. So, yes. Mm-hmm. It's a really, yeah, I mean, what he did, and then, of course, you know, you look at Denver in the last couple of years, they didn't yes. really have Murray because right. of injuries. Right. And so when you saw their two, you got to have two superstars, yep. two great players. And, and Murray is international, too. And, and exactly. <laughs> Canada, yeah. yeah. And so there you go. And yep. you were talking earlier about the some of the Canadian yep. kids uh, and their exposure right. and how they feel towards the game. It's just it's just an amazing game. Yeah, you know, five individuals amazing. that can be so choreographed at times, <laughs> right. almost poetic, right. and and then be so gifted physically, and then to have in great savvy to right. to mesh with one another. To mesh with one another, yep. And it's, it's just amazing, man. The game of basketball is, is just an amazing game, and it can take you to places you never even imagined that you would be. Like I said, I never imagined that I would be win a gold medal with, Team USA, being a USA basketball coach, and you know, so I just never in my yeah. my my craziest dream, my wildest dreams would it would it imagine that, you know. So, game of basketball take you to places, different places that you would never think of. You would say that the game of basketball gives you so much, but I mean, you put a lot into the game. It wasn't yeah. like you just dropped out of a helicopter and they said, no. "Let's put this guy and make him coach." No, and and I use that analogy with my guys here at Brush. Um, I say, because I heard it from Coach Pop. So Pop, we do Zooms, and we have Pop, we have Van Gundy. We have all these guys, and we sit on Zooms as USA basketball coaches with them, and they talk to us, and they, they give Steve Kerr and all those guys. like. And Pop said one day, and I kept it, and I, I'm like, oh, I'm using that with my guys, and sure. I'm going to just use that forever. He said, you got a you gotta, you gotta, uh, cup. He said, you filling your cup. And you feeling it, and you feeling it, and you feeling it, and you feeling it, and you keep feeling it. And once your cup start overflowing, now that's when you start getting the gold medals, the championships, the okay, you know I'm saying the positive stuff. So I tell my guys all all the time, just just a little percentage, like today, some of the young guys working out, y'all feeling y'all cup. They're feeling their cup. But you got to keep feeling it, cause then once it start overflowing, then you will start seeing that that like, uh-huh. you know what I mean. Like so, I use that. I use that all the time. I use that all the time. And Pop, I heard that was Pop was the first one I ever heard say that. What uh, what has it been like rubbing elbows with those guys? You know, you just mentioned um, one one quote from Popper, right. Steve Kerr, and and so on and ben so forth. Van Gundy and all these guys, like it's it's amazing. Like just to be able to hear um, their philosophy and their thoughts and their you know um, the information that they got to share is like, and all of it's it's crazy because a lot of it's different. They just they going out from their point of view, and it but it's different, but it's kind of the same. Like it's mm-hmm. the same as far as like. When we say in the game of basketball, just like basketball, the the terminology t- terminology is different, but what they're saying, the message is the same. Yeah. Like if somebody say a ball screen, or and you'd be like, okay, ball screen, but then I might say pick and roll. Pick and roll. It's the same thing, right? So it's just it's just amazing, like learning from these guys, these um these champion coaches and these experienced and high level and sharp coaches and being able to. Again, just take that in and use it for use some of the stuff that you learn. And again, I 
Me, little old me is sitting at the table. I didn't know I would be at the table with Did these you guys. have that uh, imposter syndrome where you think, like, do I really belong here with these people? You ever oh, have that? Oh, all the time. I mean, if, time? if you don't have that, you're not a realist. I like, kind of get that sometimes, yeah, too. It's yeah, like, sometimes if you, if, if you think you're supposed to be there and you like, oh, are you the best in that, sometimes you might not be a realist. you got to be real with yourself. Like, I'm, I mean, okay, it's three, it's three USA basketball coaches with the U16s, Sherman White, Scott Fitch, and me. I know it's guys that's in Ohio, let alone just Northeast Ohio, that been doing coaching way longer than me, that got more accolades, that probably, you know, that that see the game different than me. Yeah. I would say that's, you know what I'm saying, maybe better that can be in that chair. Yeah. I'm a realist, right? That can be in that chair that I'm in. Sure. But, I mean, I'll... The Lord put me there for a certain reason, you know. But and that's not saying okay, I'm a USA basketball coach. That's not saying I'm better than nobody else. You know right. what I'm saying? Like some guys do some better stuff than me. Now, I might be able to do some better stuff than what they're doing. But all in all, you know, it's like, how did I get? Like, wow, I'm here. How did I get here? Such as this coach never coached USA basketball. This coach never even got to look at USA basketball. And I know he's great at X and O's and all that. But I'm here, so sometimes I do, because I'm a realist with myself. That's cool, and yeah. it's cool that you also uh, take into account, you know, what other coaches have as far as some of their philosophies. Like you, right. you recounted the Coach Pop uh, uh, quote about the the cup being Fear full. I can recall, yep. you know, I had Coach Ginn on my pod, you know, maybe a couple of months ago after right. they won the state championship, and, mm-hmm. and he said about having, you know, you've got a cup, and every day you fill that cup up, but there's mm-hmm. a little pinhole in that thing, and when they leave. Right. And they're not under your your guidance and right. your your uh, ability to steer them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. It starts to leak out. And then oh. after the next day, you got to put m- m- everything that you put in the day before. You got to put it back into that cup because right. there's forces at work at right. these kids when they're away. Right. It is. From you. And you definitely. you encounter that, don't you? All, all the time. Like all the time. And it's great to have that rapport. Like I would look at myself as a great rapport coach. Like, cause once you get with me and, and, and like if I'm on brush with you, like I always say we locked in for life, and it really is like that. Cause my kids call me like guys who graduated seven years ago call me like Coach Chet, you know, like you still like they still come around. I'm, I'm quite yeah. sure it's gonna be something down there. It's got to be very fulfilling for you. And to that's have. and I think that's what that's my master's part of coaching, cause that's part of coaching. Like you gotta have a rapport with the kids because you know what I'm saying. I can't tell you to run through the wall. If you don't believe that I really love you and care for you, gotcha. you know, so you gotta yeah. have that rapport. And so I, I, I think that's that's my asset to coaching. Like one of my biggest assets is that. Um, but yeah, I forgot what. I- well, well, first of all, you know, you know, you can be tough with them, Chet. Right. Uh, because I think they know that you're coming from number one, a place of concern. Right. And definitely a place of love. Right. I mean, you've shown you love them, mm-hmm. but. It's okay for someone that loves you to be tough on that individual right, because right. inherently you want what's best for them anyway. Right. And Coach Van Gundy said, and it's crazy because I'm going back to their coach actually a couple of weeks when we first started camp. He came and talked to us. He said, in your in your life, talking to the players, because all these guys are five stars, four stars, he said, you, you're you going to have to have a, a um, uh, what do you call it? Like a rapport, or, or no, like a person in your life that uh, and that's gonna tell you, the, a truth teller. Okay. You're okay. gonna have to have a truth teller. Some don't matter. I don't care if you projected go to number one pick and you got all this stuff. If you don't have a truth teller in your life, yes, then you're gonna be in trouble. Someone and that can tell you no. Someone that can tell you you're all full of beans. 
you got to have that. As we seen with the Ja Morant situation. Yes. There's no truth teller around him right now. Yeah. Right. Because if it was after the first incident, because young people make mistakes, you're going to make mistakes. We don't ain't nobody perfect. 100 percent. Lord created nobody perfect. So young people going to make mistakes here and there. Yep. But if you make the same mistake twice, there's no truth teller in your in your circle. Yeah. You know, and so um, coach said that he said, all y'all young people in this room, y'all going to have to have a truth teller in your life. And if you don't get one, it's going to be hard for you to make it. And I truly believe that I, I'm the truth teller to all these brush kids. I, I am like because I and I mean, we can if you ask any of them, I'm going to tell them the truth. Like yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it because I don't got nothing to gain. I'm no, not trying. To, I don't want nothing from them. No. Right? right. So I'm going to tell you the truth. And if you, you can believe me, you can listen. And I do believe 90 percent of them listen because they go on and get their scholarships and they go on. And if, if they ain't, some might go on and. Uh, don't want to play basketball anymore. Then they get them in the, and get 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 a career going or something, and they be successful. They you don't want anything to gain from these kids, not financially. You want to gain from them, knowing that they took your lessons to heart yes. and that it bettered them as bettered people them as and people. as athletes yes. and as members of their, their community. community. Yes, of their community. Yep. And so that's that's why that's the biggest piece why I'm in it, you know, and I'm doing it and I'm turning down. People wouldn't believe so many opportunities because it's I still got work here to do. And it ain't about winning or losing no basketball games. It's way bigger than that. Yeah. Great coaches always think in those terms. Take yeah. care of these kids on a day-to-day level. Yeah. Um, have them see the greatest opportunities or mm-hmm. uh, what their life can be, um, fulf- how it can be fulfilled. Right. If they do the right thing, work mm-hmm. hard, and not necessarily – worry about being an NBA champion right. or being the richest man in the right. world. Right. Just take care of day to day. Keep telling them the truth, Chet. Yep. That's that's why I, I, I am I am a truth teller for a lot of these young people. Thanks very much to my good friend, Mr. Chet Mason, for the conversation. As I alluded to earlier when we began the pod, this is his second time on the podcast. Go back to episode 40 back in 2019 in October, and we talked a lot about the experience of playing overseas and how different the basketball is overseas and how he coped with it. He played close to 10 straight years overseas in the FIBA format, if you will, of basketball. Great coach, good person. Hope you enjoyed the episode. By the way, he's part of a trivia answer, if you will. The question would be, which two individuals shared Mr. Basketball and shared it the year before LeBron James ripped off three straight Mr. Basketball awards at Akron St. Vincent St. Mary? Well, Chet, in 2000, shared the honor of Mr. Basketball in the state of Ohio with Tony Stockman of Medina High School. And then the next three years, it was James, James, and James as LeBron burst onto the scene and he is still playing strong in the National Basketball Association. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks very much for listening. And if you have any comments and or suggestions, my email is easy. It's jrtelich at yahoo.com. I would love any kind of feedback you have. And certainly if you're able to subscribe and or rate and review this pod, it helps in all those 
all algorithm types of things with the podcast. Thanks again, gang. See you the next time on Tellage Talks.